Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Terrell History and Comment. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the second day of August 2022. Henry Hudson was English-born, but was working for the Dutch on his two expeditions to North America. In 1610, Hudson sails into the large inland body of water, now known as Hudson Bay. The watershed for the bay included most of central Canada, reaching the United States of North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, and Minnesota. French-born architect Pierre-Charles Lafont is born in 1754. He was 23 when he arrived to fight with the Continental Army as an engineer. After the war, his intent was to make the new country his home. He was selected by George Washington to lay out the newly designated federal district, now known as the District of Columbia. While the document was passed on July 4th, the Declaration of Independence was not signed until this day in 1776. The first national census is conducted in 1790. Conducted every 10 years, one of the functions of the census is to determine the distribution of members of the U.S. House of Representatives. For the first eight census, just the head of the household was recorded and the ages of the members of the House. By the later portion of the 1800s, the names and ages of all the members were listed. This has been a boon to genealogists, especially since the tally sheets were handwritten in the order the census taker visited each household. By the mid-20th century, forms were mailed in, and more recently, by electronic form. While more efficient, it will not be the treasure trove for future generations we enjoy today. Few inventions are the sole idea of a single person. The feud between Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla is the stuff of legends. Elisha Gray was born in 1835. As a college student in Ohio, he became interested in the new field of electricity and improvements on the telegraph. It could be argued that Gray and not Bell invented the telephone. The point could even be made that Bell stole from Gray. The courts ruled in Bell's favor. Gray will continue his work and go on to co-found Western Electric, which was the manufacturing arm of the Bell system in later years. While here in the States, the name Louis Tiffany is associated with the crafting of opalescent glass or stained glass. A few years Tiffany's younger, and it's doubtful they ever met, John Radecki was a Polish-born artist in the same field. Also of high renown, Radecki was born in 1865, and his family immigrated to Australia in 1882. Jack Warner was born in London, Ontario in 1892. He was 26 when he and his brothers produced their first California film, My Four Years in Germany, which outlined Germany's war atrocities in World War I. The film was a critical and financial success, and Warner Brothers' studio was off and running. The world's first underground tube railway, or subway, opens in London in 1870. Mass transit in the larger cities was becoming an issue in the 1870s. The Clay Street Hill Railroad begins operation in San Francisco in 1873. This is the first of the famous cable car system. None of the original route is in use today, but an original grip car is preserved. Vice President Calvin Coolidge becomes U.S. President upon the death of President Warren G. Harding. Harding died suddenly of a heart attack. Coolidge was a small government conservative who was a man of few words. 
Actor Carol O'Connor was born in 1924. He came to acting via a circuitous route that included a master's degree in speech from the University of Montana. A list of small roles in television and a consideration to play the skipper on Gilligan's Island came before landing the lead as Archie Bunker in the series All in the Family. While O'Connor grew up in Queens, that is about the only thing Bunker and O'Connor had in common. The Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 is passed in 1937. The law affected hemp as both a drug and a natural fiber. Support and opposition for the law came from strange places. Some argued the timber and paper industry were in support, while the medical community was in opposition since it placed additional burdens on doctors and pharmacists. Leo Sizzlert was a Hungarian scientist who theorized the concept of nuclear reaction in the early 1930s. He fled Europe, sensing the looming Second World War. In 1939, he wrote a letter that carried Albert Einstein's signature to President Franklin D. Roosevelt, urging the creation of the Manhattan Project to develop nuclear weapons. Jewish prisoners at the Treblinka concentration camp staged a revolt in 1943. Treblinka was one of the deadliest of the German camps, killing over 11,000 people a week for almost 18 months. On the same day in the Pacific Theater, a Japanese destroyer rams PT-109 under the command of John F. Kennedy. The 80-foot craft had a crew of three officers and 10 enlisted men and was designed for a 6-12 to hour patrol before returning to a shore base. It had a top speed of 47 miles per hour. Two of the enlisted men were killed in the initial collision. The rest were saved largely on Kennedy's efforts. Talk show host and commentator Dennis Prager is 74 today. While his style and delivery is subdued compared to many popular talk shows, his content is spot on. Iraq invades Kuwait in 1990, leading to the Gulf War. An explosion of metal polishing dust in 2014 kills 146 Chinese auto workers. The thing to remember is a basic law of business. The Chinese do not have some magic formula. If they are able to produce a product and ship it halfway around the world cheaper, they are cutting corners somewhere. Wages, benefits, and safety are prime areas for cuts. Working conditions are the only thing left. That's history and comment for the second day of August. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.